Hi there. This is Angeline Fisher for English Breakfast, and our guest on today's program is Fabiano Montesano, otherwise known as the artist Famo, a rap artist who began in the early 2000s with Italian roots, living in the Gippingen area, who has traveled quite a bit with his musical career. In our talk, he discusses various milestones throughout his career, as well as collaborations with other artists, including his most recent project entitled "Exiled," which is the official graphic novel soundtrack. Famo discusses in our talk some of the highs and lows that he's gone through during his musical career. Stay tuned to hear more about this rap artist, Famo. Famo, welcome to English Breakfast. Hi. Hi. You just released a new CD. Yes. We will get to that in a little bit, but before we start on the inspiration behind the CD, I'd like to hear a bit about how you came to music. That's actually a long, long journey. <laughs> I was a real fan of Michael Jackson back in the day. I started to dancing while I was four or five years old. And I also had a few shows right here in the city,、mm-hmm. uh, yearly, basically. Just did dance choreographies of Thriller or The Way You Make Me Feel, Black or White, and stuff like that. But afterwards, I think it was 2001. Yeah, it was 2001. We went for a holiday in Italy. This is my grandparents, and there was on the 14th of August a yearly talent show. During that period of time, Nelly. The rap artist Nelly dropped out a country grammar, and I was a huge fan. And to be honest, I wasn't that good in English, so I was listening to the track and just scribble down the words that I heard through through the headphones. And even if it was horrible English, I just tried to translate it my way and just perform it my way.、Mm-hmm. And It went great because the third place of that talent cast, a talent show, with Nelly number one, it was a cover version for it, and that was basically the start to getting involved. Instead of doing the dancing, because I worked also with、uh, Andrew Hunt and David Michael Johnson, they did West Side Story, Starlight Express, and stuff、mm-hmm, like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, shows in Stuttgart was also in the MTV Video Clip Contest back in the day, and then I just switched from dancing up into rapping, and that was. And that was actually the first time that I really involved into the music business, and I just did my debut in 2006 with an album called The Italian Stallion, which we recorded here in Germany in Winnenden, I think it was Winnenden, yeah. And afterwards, I went to the States, did my debut album in the U.S.、Uh, with Sophia Music Group, is a Grammy Award-nominated company. Work with great artists such as Donnell from Shy, the R&B group,、uh, Scola from Drew Hill. I worked with some people from Fifty Cent's main group, G Unit, and、uh, Puff Daddy's Bad Boy Records artists. You remember maybe、um, the, um, making the band show on MTV? And there was the winner called Donny Clang, the white guy that was playing、uh, piano and、uh, released with Puff Daddy,、uh, Doctor Love, did the single with him. And now here I am, still still on the ground and still doing what I'm doing best. Oh, that's an interesting tangent. Going from 
dance yeah. to music. So it's really performance. Maybe that's part uh, of what, yeah. what got you uh, involved. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Both worlds, yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you've done some travels with yeah. music. Yeah. What has that experience been like for you? To be honest, I was scared because at the end of the day, before I was heading to Boston, that was the main point to think about if I'm doing rap music in that genre and also in English, I need to get to the right people. And if they say I can go with it, I know the standpoint that I can do it. So if I'm able to be on stage and make the people happy, you know, dancing around, screaming and stuff like that, (laughs) then I got the feeling that I can go for it, which I did. So I went to Boston, recorded the album, came back. One month later, I had shows in New York, in Maine, been on college, college shows as well. And it went great. I had meetings with Koch Records back in the day, Universal, East-West Records. And the main problem was in Germany, as always, we are in Germany. So if we want if we want an American artist, we can get, get the people from the U.S. We don't need people from Germany over here. And I was like, all right, cool. And if it's like that, I'm just go for it and do it on my own. And afterwards, I signed in the U.K., in London, with Rock Solid D&T. Um, a contract, management contract uh, for five years and did a label. I just was the CEO of Rep and Rams Records LTD in London as well and building my stuff and back and forth, London, Germany, London, Germany was okay. always, always a lot of travel. Yeah. That's something that I've noticed as a consumer is that in Canada, we have a real program to foster our local talent because we're so close to the U.S. market. Yeah. There is an interest to foster the people that are living within those borders, let's say. Yeah. Um, And I think that the German music industry is kind of a different beast. Yeah, they're tricky. I think sometimes I got the feeling that you have to blow in different countries and at the end of the day, you can hit Germany. So mm-hmm. I, I had I had some I had some talk. I was actually in Hamburg on a meeting way way back. I think it was 2010 or 11 or something like that. And I'm and I met the manager from Tokyo Hotel. Mm-hmm. I had a meeting because I sent out the press kit and I was uh, also doing shows for the Boston Boston Awards and stuff like that. Some little little spots in the U.S. and had um. A streaming contract for my music video on and on that was streamed on all places on the Burger King chains and uh, Rock Cafes and McDonald's. And then he was like, you know what? I kind of like you, but I would prefer to put you in a boy group and as a leader. And I was like, before I'm doing that, I'm doing nothing. I can, I can deal with that. Yeah. 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 So. That was that was the time where boy groups started again. I had contact with a girl that was on Sister Nova. There was a kind of German TLC um, TLC female group in Germany, and which they did great actually. But uh, after one album, they were just gone. And I think it's always it's always a point of view. Germany's looking for the for the for the huge artists to get involved with. But you gotta have the buzz going on before they even touch. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna invest yeah. at the beginning yeah. Yeah. with yeah. your career and exactly. take it forward. If you're already there, they're yeah. gonna yeah. you know want to invest in you once yeah. you've proven yourself already. Yeah. Same same thing was when I was doing. There is a very well known producer called Alex Christensen. He did also back in the day Das Boat. Mm-hmm. Remember that instrumental that went big. 
And he called me uh, for for a project called uh, Johnny Depp, which I did with Condo Records back in the day. And I was I was I was like, it's not my type of music, but if it's gonna be distributed by Condo Records and Alex Christensen is behind the record. I'm gonna jump in and do the record that they want want me to want me to do. So I did the verses, the track came out, and once again, major labels didn't invest really in that promotion. They just put that on some compilations. We went on some charts with the compilation charts as well. Had some cool spots on playlists on Spotify, this and that. But I saw they didn't invest really much money into the record because that was a Schlager record in the first place from Lawrence Biffle, Johnny Depp and they wanted just to do an international version so we went to Las Vegas did the video for it released it and nothing happened and that's sad that's actually really sad <laughs> but that, that's how the music industry goes yeah how do you choose the projects that you're working on how do you put the music together what is your process like my process is I'm not focused into the mainstream because since people asking for music, which I don't like anymore with that auto-tune and all that stuff, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. always looking for doing music from the inside out. So if it's passion behind and I got some topics in my mind that I want to share with the people, I'm trying to figure out if I can get some great artists that maybe can represent something, a hook, a bridge, a verse or whatever. Or I'm just grabbing a paper and a pen and writing it down and just doing the record. I don't have actually specific things It just came from out of nowhere. Is there a certain time of day that you do it? No, 24-7. 24-7. Are you physically writing it down? Yeah. Yeah, or you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still the old school guy. Yeah, okay. If it, if it, um, um, the lyrics, I'm always writing it down on paper. Yeah. But if I'm in the booth, just recording, maybe I'll rewrite it on my on my phone just so I have it and I don't make some noise like I did with the jacket before <laughs> to do the a clean recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's the only thing that I'm doing. But I always love to write on paper. Yeah, that's part of the process is writing yeah, it, it is. writing it out. I know some artists record themselves. Yeah. On their phone, like they'll get an idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That, You're doing which, that too. I'm doing that too. Yeah. yeah. If I got a punchline or, or a great verse or a line or whatever I got in mind, I always keep it down just to make sure that it's safe and I can grab it if I need it. Yeah. Then you can access it later because yeah. the idea might just come exactly. in a flash, and yeah. then you need to somehow get it concrete, yeah. get it into the world. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. With your new release, yeah, Kill Journal, the official graphic novel soundtrack. Yes. Tell us about the background behind it, the inspiration. That's a long story because I was signed to a record label here in in the south side of Germany that was involved with a distribution contract from Universal. And I had some issues because uh, that label manager uh, forced me to rap in German. And I then came out of the contract for two years so I've been through court cases and all that stuff oh to my. get out. Yeah, I've been I've been through hell with this guy. And I wasn't able to do any kind of music. And in that period I was that was actually a down phase that I, I think I was I was probably on my low in life in that period of time. And I just figured out to do anything else beside of the music to get the balance in life maybe again. I remember when I was a kid, I'd read comics, just but also did comics as well, and I get back to it. Then I met the guy called Adam Lawson. He's a, a phenomenal um, movie director. He was a co-directing Snakes on a Plane with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He did the the, the hit series of of um, Escape the Night on YouTube. Uh, 
and he was actually working on a on a graphic novel called Kill Journal. And he just booked me for getting the colorings for for a side story with eight pages. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'm down with it. Why not? And he booked me and then we had a Skype convo. We talked about what I did in the past, what he's doing, this and that. And I was like, actually, I'm a rapper. And he was like, yeah, no way. I was like, yes, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from Germany. And then we came through all the stories and he was like, you know what, I actually need a soundtrack for it. Because we we were thinking about it, but I don't know if we have any people that really can relate this book, this storyline into a record. And I was like, you know what, I got this. I called my ex-manager, Ian, and I was like, yo, I need a producer for that beat. And he was like, for what? I got a graphic novel going on called Kill Journal and maybe they pitched the comic also on Netflix. So with some luck, in two or three years, maybe we got also an anime series on Netflix with that story. He was like, hold on, I got a producer called J-Mo. He hit the number one billboards in, in the UK with D-Block Europe. Get in touch with him and let you know. I was like, all right, cool. He gave me the okay, sent out the beat and I was getting the comic before the release so I get the whole script to see what I can do within the, right. track, the record and then uh, I just write a story about it I think one or two weeks later it was done sent him back and he was happy with it and I was like okay cool and that was actually after three years of not doing music the first step in stone I love that yeah. how one thing leads to another yeah. leads to another and of course I mean if you're working on that initial project yeah a graphic novel, you're really going to be so emotionally attached and involved with the material. You know yeah, what yeah. you're producing the song yeah. about. That's such a great connection. The funniest part was, while I was doing those comics, I was talking to Ian. Uh, sometimes we, we just talking, you know, so he's like a father to me, a mentor. And I was like, you know what, if I'm really doing music, since the, the music that is going on today is not really that type of music that I like to do, maybe I want to go into soundtracks because I still can do everything what I want and I don't have to follow any rules of mainstream stuff to get out place or whatever. But being in movies, so maybe if you get on Amazon or Netflix and you got your track on, I'm happy with it. So it's nice to see that everything that I start at the end of the day, get in the, into the right direction. Yeah. So, which happened with Kill Journal and also happened to a movie now, which will be released on the 25th February, a soundtrack for a movie as well. That's so exciting. I love that. And in some ways, that's what people want is a full experience. Some artists have tried it, like Bjork, to have virtual spaces and music together, yeah. for instance, yeah. or to do things across different media platforms. Yeah. I love that idea of like now I want to really combine it, like get a hand of this yeah. this graphic novel yeah. and listen to your music at the same time. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's yeah. just such a, I love that idea. Yeah. And then it becoming then animated together. Yeah, yeah that is, that's so exciting. That, I love that, that. that will be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So because he was saying, I'm writing currently on, on some stuff, on some series for Netflix. He didn't tell me what exactly. And I was like, yo, please do me a favor and pitch Kill Journal to Netflix. If you do that, I'm pretty damn sure they're going to pick that. Because even if it's horror and it's it's really bloody, I'm pretty damn sure they're going to pick that. The way that we're consuming media is so much different. Even with Netflix, yeah. right? There are things that would have never 
how we've gotten to see, yeah. right? Like Russian Doll, for instance. There's lots of little genres, and I think that it will find its public. Yeah. That's and what I think. I, I, yeah, I think also because of Netflix, the documentations coming out great. You know, if people searching for somebody and you get a doku going on, you get all the research and the police is going back at it. And I, I like how, how everything's changing. It's exciting. It's yeah. very dynamic. It's also quite disruptive. Yeah. So there are advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. So, and cons. Right. As always. Yeah. As always. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's just to keep informed and be flexible. Yeah. And maybe what you said, know who you are as well. Like know what you want to do. When I heard about you were explaining about the idea of being in a boy band, it's yeah, it can open up doors possibly. Yeah. But it's so manufactured. It doesn't seem like it has any authenticity. Yeah, you know? I've, I've been I've been through so many things in the past in the last decade that I'm really saying if there is no passion behind what you do, you just leave it. Yeah, that's a great just, way. And I, I was uh, to my girlfriend. I was like, you know what? After this Contour Records, if it works, I'm going with it. If not, I'm just leaving it, and I'm done with music. The problem was, without music, I'm nobody. So to accept the fact that there is Fabiano, me as person, but there is also the guy called Famo. So if I leave one, if I abandon um, Famo, I actually abandon myself, you know, in a certain way, which I learned within those three years. Once I get back, I had healthy issues, you know, stop doing music. I had problems. Uh, I was thinking about what to do, what not to do, you know, also the people around because um, I'm the type of guy that is really grinding. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. I'm, I'm talking about 16, 17 hours a day doing my day job, keep doing the music. Yeah. So people yeah. don't really understand what what's behind to do all this stuff. And... Um, and I need the same kind of people around to keep moving forward. So even if it's from the States, you know, from the UK, and I'm connected to the people that want the same as I do, I can get way far. I can really achieve something. And that's what I did. I just cut off the negativity out of my life, no matter what, no matter what friends. What was that process like? I the, think it's really interesting for our the listeners. The process was to be, to be real to yourself. Because I was in that kind of position, you know, going to work, going back home and doing nothing. I wasn't happy. Yeah. I wasn't able to go out with friends. It just, it felt wrong. And I was like, is it because of the music? So I went to the studio one day after two and a half years, after that Johnny, Ra that Johnny Depp record. Went into the studio and I started to cry. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, missing, I'm missing the music. Yeah. I'm really missing it. It's your love. Yeah, yeah and I, I've been yeah. through the records yeah. that we did back in the day. I've been I've been through stuff that I, that I really liked and never released before that I recorded in the UK with TQ with Big Bravas which are released also on on, on yet now. Then I was like, you know what? I need to write everything down that is negative and everything down that is positive and everything down that I really want to achieve in life. So it's not about being just in a relationship because I had some issues also with my girlfriend, you know, talking about the future and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not the type of guy to plan things in the future if I really want to go to something that I need to do. Because if there is an option to make it happen, I have to do it because that's my life. It's, it's not about you in, in that in that circumstances, but it's about 
being happy with myself so I can make mm-hmm. the other people happy as yeah, well. Because yeah. if I'm unhappy, the negative is all over the place. And then I started to finding out the triggers, you know. I've been through my life, been through the friend, friends that I've been through uh, several situations. And, you know, it just did the cuts. You know, this guy was a mess. This guy was a mess. This one helped me out. All right. I leave him in the inner circle. So I pick, I pick the ones that I'm really cool with and yeah. I just dissolved everything else. So that was, that was the main point. It was the first step. Then started doing music again. And then I was a little bit skeptic because music changed nowadays and it's changing daily, weekly, mm-hmm. especially if you see the charts in the UK, every four or five weeks, you see the same genre, but something is changing again. And I was like, what I do now? And then from out of nowhere, I was like, you know what? There was an award-nominated DJ from Denmark called DJ Lynx. And he asked me after the Johnny Depp record in 2018 to do a record together. And I was like, man, you know, house is not my type of music. House music is just not my genre. And he was like, come on, let's try something. Two years later, I was like, you know what, Lynx, I'm ready to do something. We did. And then we land on the so-called records company in Los Angeles. They distributed the record. And it went great because I started just with the idea to go back into music. Then I started with a house music record. And I was like, you know what? It's working. So let's get back to it. I grabbed the, the old records that I, that I did in the UK with TQ, with uh, the UK platinum group Big Bravas, Randy, that, uh, that I involved, Randy and J-Rock, and also a solo record. And I was like, you know what? I need to get those records out and keep moving forward to see what happened. Then Kill Journal happened. Then I was talking to J-Rock and Randy from Big Brothers, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a lyric video and drop it so to see what we can do with it. What happened? We hit the, the billboards on iTunes, uh, number 99 in the overall charts, just the iTunes download charts, but also number eight uh, on the rap charts, hip-hop charts. And J-Rock was like, yo, fire. I was like, yeah, I'm happy too. I've never been in the UK ranking, so glad to be, the, yeah. to be a part of it. Congratulations. Because, thank you, because people didn't know that that record is six years old. And I was like, yeah, it is, because I wasn't able to drop it First of all, because of the problem that I had with the record label back in the day, mm-hmm. the court cases, then counter records, Johnny Depp. And then I was just sick and tired of just releasing or doing music. Then I met also a guy called Hassan Rashid. Shout out to you, my man. He uh, was, is an actor and was involved on Marvel's Black Panther, the movie. And he yeah. did a movie called War from the Archives in Ghana last year. And I was like, man, you know what? I think I gotta do a soundtrack for that movie. And he was like, I told you we need to work together. And Aww. I was like, you serious? And he was like, yeah, I'm gonna send you a script with, with a chapter on it so you can read it. Maybe you can create something. And I was like, do that. And, but before that, you gotta, you gotta re, um, sign a contract just to keep things private. I was like, no problem at all. So he sent it out and I was reading the script and I was like, oh, right, kind of psycho, like, uh, like a movie. And I did the soundtrack for it. So it came out probably this year uh, in English in Amazon and Netflix in Germany as well. And the premiere was on the 29th last month in, in the US. Now I got this going on as well. So I got so many projects yeah, throughout like the year. It. And I, th- that's, th- that's what makes me think if, if you got a vision and you got a plan and you want to go for it, there is nothing that can stop you. 
that is very valuable. A lot of people, especially now in, yeah. in this corona situation, have these dark nights of the soul, is what yeah, I call yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, where you just reach a dead end somehow. Yes. Just don't know, where am I going to go now? What am I going to do? Really in a slump. How to find your way out of it. Writing, that reflection process. What's working? What do I get joy from? You yeah. know, what, what has not worked that I don't want? weeding your garden yeah yeah? just the way you want things certain things to flourish well you've got to get rid of the weeds you've got to get rid of things that are pulling the energy away from you and then having a vision but also what i really like about your story is you're very open for new projects at the I wasn't, same time. I, I wasn't in the beginning. Yeah. In the first place, I wasn't. Because, but now you kind of have an idea where you yeah. want to go and I your think, energy is back. I yeah. think it's also the experience. I mean, the lifetime experience, mm-hmm. I think, is actually the main point which makes things different. Because if mm-hmm. people ask me, what's the difference now? Yeah. And I'm like, it's not about being in the middle of everything. It's about just doing what you love. But if I see people doing music, right, there is a lot of manipulation going on, especially on Spotify and charting and this and that, you know. And I was like, if nobody knows you, how you can make it possible that people know you? You got to promote yourself. What is the difference between putting money to get in streams on Spotify or putting money into the right ads doing the real promotion? People are like, you know what, I'd rather have the one million on Spotify instead of doing the promotion that is expensive. And I'm always like, you know, you're doing it wrong. And he was like, why? Because if you just go in for streams and paying that money for that amount of streams, you just put money in a black hole. It's much more hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. it is. Because, because somebody might discover it and think, oh, it's good. Okay, I'm going to listen to this artist. But you don't have the real relationships, And right? you don't have the audience because the yeah. problem is most yeah. of this streaming platform promotion is fake, to be honest. And I know that for a fact. If you start thinking logically, like you're playing chess to do the right moves, things change. Because I started doing things in a perspective of an A&R manager or label director. So if you invest money in an artist, you need to get the money out of it. So you recoup it as soon as possible. So what's the difference? People don't understand the value of 1,000 real fans of having fake streams. Because if you got 1,000 real fans... Yeah. You chart every time you're going to drop a single, you get an outcome. And they talk about you. And they talk about you. And that's the main point. That's what you do is if, if you go to a good restaurant, you exactly. tell your friends, hey, it's good there. Exactly. The people are nice. Exactly. Yeah? And, but but yeah. people are just so much into those numbers nowadays. I mean, it was it was a hell of work to sell in 1,000 CDs back in the day. I sell them out of the yeah. trunk. I sell yeah. it on the streets. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you sell 1,000 CDs, that's a lot for an independent artist without a record company behind or distribution yeah. or whatever. But if you see now on YouTube, you got millions and trillions and billions of plays or Spotify millions of views, yeah. but you don't have the right audience. You never get that major company deal because you don't even are able to, to get some sales on your tickets when you do have a concert. Maybe you yeah. got the record deal, but you don't get the people. Because yeah, you want the real fans to yeah, feel. You got to invest into the right place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of the wrong one. And people nowadays just doing it wrong. There's genuine connection. Yes. Also, how you got these projects. You had an interaction and then you got back in touch with the person. And it takes a lot of time. 
Yeah. The process is, yeah. is, is, is very, very long. But once, one, like I said, once you get the 100, 500,000 fans and you keep going, it's just a matter of time. Consistency. Yes. Yeah. It's all about consistency, mm-hmm. right? Well, how does it look for you with the idea of live performance? You came out of performing live in yeah. the beginning. Um, actually, I need to get back in shape. in the first place (laughs) because COVID and uh, all the stuff that I had back in the day just got some weight on but there's still not that much going on you know there are some concerts there are some things happening but uh, you know it's very limited right now anyways so this is a good time to prepare yeah yeah, exactly But, but I think probably next year I just had some submissions going on in the US and Texas and some places for festivals so I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. So you like want to do yeah, live yeah, performance? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the for the response, and also we just submit music to several awards in the world because we do have a list where we can submit music to. I'm actually trying to build up everything myself this year, so I can go for it for the next year big time. What I can say is. Two weeks ago, I signed a distribution deal with Awal. It's a distributor from Sony Cobalt from the UK. So that's a good look because uh, if things working out well, maybe they put him behind some money or maybe they supported me to get some great playlist placements as a label. So it's just a construction year, I think, this year. There are some people that don't perform in front of live audiences. And as you said, you're going into an area as well with film music, for instance. There are artists that only compose for film. That's a big part of what they do. And then they might do live performance or not. It's not that you have to do it. It's just just a question because you came from performing. Yeah, I I love to do it. And I can't wait actually to get back to it. Yeah, Yeah, the live feeling in front of people. Especially if they like you. Assuming they like you. Yeah, we, 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 we've been through some rough times. I remember we were in Tübingen, I think, with 112. I was uh, in a club tour in Germany with 112, and the audience was horrible. Oh, and I was no. like, man, you got you got those great artists on it, and, and it was just like, you're in the wrong place right oh, now. Oh, no. Yeah, but it's experience, so you know how to deal with it. <clears throat> yeah, because it happens, and it will yeah. happen again. And, yeah. you know, if, if it's just the technology is not working at the moment, or there's yeah. some kind of screw-up, things happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, have had that and, and if you got haters, you do something right, actually, as well. So... Yeah, you just got to do your thing, and yeah. then, then you appreciate it more when, exactly. when the vibe is good, and, and everyone's happy yeah i can imagine <laughs> because it's an intercultural program yeah to get into a bit of your about your cultural roots and you've been to these different countries and and um you know some of the maybe different cultural influences but differences that you've experienced big question here big question all right as you know my grandma and my grandpa moved to italy way way back i mean in the late late 60s and my mother just did a great job. She was very good in school, but messed up at the end. <laughs> Getting some work because of me as well. So um, um, I met my father with 29 years. Okay. So that, that's that's a huge story. Wow. That, that, yeah, I, could, I, yeah. could, I could write a, a movie about it. So um, Yeah, as a grown man then to meet your... Yeah, because yeah. because there was, there was some critical stuff going on you know with kidnapping and stuff like that yeah so so when i when i was little um i think two two years old my my father get out of the relationship and tried to kidnap me in a certain way you know also getting getting people from 
from some circles that you don't want to want to mess with especially in Italy. We've been through some serious issues and stuff which I mentioned on Paradigm, the release that I got going on with TQ soon enough. Okay. And uh, yeah, the main point was always I was an outsider. So, um I was a Michael Jackson fan. People was not really related to when I was in school, you know, I had some enemies, I had some friends. So, I can remember good good friends where 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 female uh, a great female friend that always was my security when I was little was Lily. So, shout out to you. Um then I had some other friends like Marco Marcus, people that I don't forget, you know. Yeah. Um being being there in that period of time. As you get an older, you notice that some things in life that maybe don't take advantage of because you are an Italian or you're an American or you came from the UK, especially in Germany. Even if you don't want to say that really, but it is like it is because we are used to, especially people from Turkey, yeah, you know, sure. or, or, or all the refugees that yeah, we got going on right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that are not following the rules. I get that. But there are also people that want to build up a life, you know, want to study most it. People. Yeah. The most yeah. the most part of it. Yeah. So um that's why I appreciate each and every one um that is really showing love to the people, you know, and staying positive, giving positive vibes and all that stuff. And the the rest of it, we always have that percentage that is messing up stuff. We know so, it. Yeah. <laughs> What was funny is To be honest, if it comes to music in Germany, there was never the real connection with the right people. You know, what I'm doing, my vision and the people's mindset in Germany. But once I was in the UK, I felt like it's my hometown because if if I'm walking down the streets, you know, people came up, "Yo, I heard your music, this and that." It's not because because of 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 the records that I'm doing or people that know me. It's just because how people treating you. The mentality you know, is different. Uh, th- yeah, yeah, the mentality, the mindset. Even if you got uh, some Arabs on the right, uh, you know, some some Asians on the left, and Africans in the middle, people are related in just a different way that I don't even can explain. Also in Italy, only thing is, mm-hmm. I don't know why it is like it is in Germany, but it's quite greedy. But once I started to think about it and say, you know, I'm straight up. I don't want a problem. Let, let's figure it out. Let's talk about it. I don't have any problems with you. If you want to figure something out, let's talk. If you do have the right mindset, you can go through everything. Yeah, and you yeah. seem to have been finding ways yeah, around yeah. it. But, but but that's but that's the, the, I think that's a a thing that you have to learn on your own. And it takes I mean, it took me 15 years to have that kind of mindset. If you get into a problem, you don't need to get involved into that problem. You just can do it as a grown man, wise man with experience, doing it the right way. Yeah, I mean sometimes you just have to work around things. That's the way it is if they're not going to give you a fair chance because yeah. there there are still, you know, a lot of prejudices. Yeah. And so. and the fact is we have to grind harder than most people. Yeah. That's reality. Yeah. But but I actually but say But you know that from your mom, I'm sure, uh, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but but the main thing is if things get in harder, maybe you go for it, but you get also prepared for the for the problems that maybe get you in the future as well. So you're strong either way. Whatever you do, you're just prepared. You're you're strong. You you maybe are better than other people if you're doing it that way. Confronting the problems instead of walking around. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. accepting the fact that you have to be better than the rest, that you have to be better than the average, or have to be better than the people that are on top of it, 
you have to accept that because there was no way out. You have to go through it or just leave it like that. Yeah, and I think that there is something about entrepreneurial spirit when yeah. it comes to migrants because they've had that in their biography. They've had people that have left yeah. to get better opportunities, yeah. that they have taken a risk, that yeah. they've been able to do that. And also, we have these different influences. It's not just one way. Yeah. And so, I know for me, I can question things. I'm, I can question them and ask myself, is this really true? Or maybe even change my opinion. I have no problem with, with changing something. Yeah. Of course, I'm still me. But if I learn new information, I, I can learn. Mm-hmm. I can learn and change my opinion. And I'm not so, so attached to that. Yeah. And I think that's because I have influences from immigrant parents that went to Canada right, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm an immigrant here. And I've had been in different school systems. You know, I have, all, you know, different experiences, just as, as many, many people have. And I think because of that, we have a, a larger perspective. Yeah. And we see there's not only one way. Yeah. So if we have that obstacle that's presented in, in front of us, maybe some kind of prejudice or some kind of generalization or or they can't see the vision that you have, we can more easily say, okay, is this worth it th- to go through this way? Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe there's some other way, some other window to go through. Yeah. That's really exciting. And I think that so many people that I've interviewed that I see that there's an evolution that yeah, happens. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. really exciting to because we don't know exactly where it's going to be the break, where it's going to be the, the big thing. It's yeah, really exciting yeah. just to discover it. And as you said, if you find the passion for what you're doing, you're going to get there. Yeah, and never give up on it. Because you have that energy, right? Yeah. It's a great message of continuing that. Where would you want to be? Would you would you want to stay in Germany, or would you want to move somewhere else? Is this always going to be your home base? I had I had actually the option when I was in the states to move to the U.S. Mm-hmm. back in the day, but to leave my family, yeah, yeah, you know, without also you know if you got some stuff that you need to sort out first, sure, you just can't really move to another country, but. If I'm in that position financially to move out from Germany and I can do it and I can take all the important people with me, that would be the first thing yeah. to do. Okay. So, so if you if you bring the people with you, yeah. love that. Yeah. You seem very yeah. loyal. Yeah. I am. You got yeah. your people and yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, nice. I'm I'm always saying. I mean, my Family. mother did so much for me, yeah. so so much. Yeah. And people are getting old. So yeah, Tom, gonna be there for her. Tom, I can yeah, tell. You know, I love it. Um, Tom is um, <laughs> it's the only thing that we can get back in return. So if they need help, even if I'm selfish, I am selfish. Yes, I am. But if it comes to the right time, to the right circumstances, and they really need help, I'm the first person to be there. That's for sure. But sometimes I'm selfish. That's true. Always thinking about my moves, my stuff, before I'm thinking about the other people. But that's just because I did so much for so many people in the past 20 years and I never get anything in return. I don't even ask for it, but you never get the appreciation. Once and for all, I was like, you know what? I'm thinking for myself in the first place and then I'm going to think about the others in the next place because you live only once, so make the best out of it and don't forget the people that are really loving you and are around you. That's the main point. Vision, a great statement. What are 
your future plans? I mean, you've already talked about things you're working on. Is there well, anything else you can envision I, I for can, the future? I can, I, I, can say, I can say that I'm working this year on several records and projects. I got now a record with a producer that also was also sound, uh, signed in uh, Universal with Jess Patterson. She's a female singer from Australia, New Zealand. And I, did, I, I jumped for a verse on it. So that record will be out soon as well. And you can be sure to get new tracks in a period of four to six weeks the whole year. Oh my! Yeah, okay, and, and maybe yeah, also including including two EPs. And next year there is coming some big stuff because I'm working on an album with some really huge artists, which I can talk right now about it. We will also do a limited vinyl edition of 150 to 250 pieces. Oh, you know, wow. pressing pressing the album mm-hmm. and maybe getting for it a good distribution deal because I don't want to get involved with labels anymore. Just want to do it on my own to see what's going on because I can get very far with it with the experience that I have and all the connections that I got going on. And yeah, probably having shows on festivals, having some more radio interviews, some more promotion going on and make this for a living because that's the only thing that I'm looking for. If somebody would like to collaborate with you or find the music, the projects that you're working on, how can they best do that? They can Google me in the first place. I got a Wikipedia entry or also on officialfamo.com, the main website. Or you can get on all the social media platforms like uh, Instagram, it's FAMO, uh, Facebook, it's FAMO, Twitter, it's also it's FAMO. There you can write down a DM, you can ask me whatever you want, I always get back to the people. And yeah, Spotify, especially if you yeah. want to listen to my music okay. or Apple Music title, whatever. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to mention? Yes, I think the experience of the mindset changing was because of Eric Thomas. In the first time while I was in the US, Jared, the CEO of Shofire, told me about the secret. Oh, yeah. So that was the first touch talking about universe, you know, positivity, getting back, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. things that you visualize. And then there was the hip hop preacher called Eric Thomas. And I've been through a video of him talking to a high school class. And I, w- I was just blown away. And since I'm listening, you know, if, if, I, if, if I'm down, I'm just trying to go on Spotify and listen to some motivational speakers. Because I think if you listen to people that have been through hell and getting into the right direction, they did something right, right? Listen to the people that did something in life instead of listen to people that are still doing nothing, you know, but trying to give you advice. So I'd rather go for it. But Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, was the main point to change my whole mindset. You gotta figure that out. I'm gonna check it out yeah. for sure. Yeah, Maybe. He's doing now some motivation speaks for, for football teams and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, he just did high schools, motivation speaks and stuff like that. And they are just amazing. Thank you. They're, they're just amazing. There was, there was, if I can mention, there was a story. There was the first story that I heard from him. There was a guy that was supposed to make money and didn't know how to do it. And there was another guy called, it was actually the one that wants to teach him how to make money to meet him at 5 a.m. in the beach in the morning. And he was like, why do I have to meet him at 5 a.m. in the beach? So they went down at 5 a.m. in the beach and that kind of guru getting into the water so waist deep, right? And he came across him and he was like, how much you really want to get rich? So how much effort you want to put in? And I was like, I'm ready to go. I want to make some money. And he was like, go deeper into the water until you get up to the chin. 
and then he just grabbed the head and put him down down the water so he you know he just trying to breathe doing this and doing that out of breath and then he came back up and he was like yeah Eric Thomas asked him what was it like being on the water without breath and I was like I just tried everything to breathe and he was like and you got to do work as hard as you want to breathe to achieve everything you want to do in life and I was like wow we read a try to invest time on mobile phones want to sleep eight or ten hours a day instead of doing really what's important because the only thing that is coming from a mobile phone is getting a bill so you get nothing out of it at the end of the day you know so it was it was it was like i was like just i gotta listen to this guy because things making sense right now it's all about really getting focused on what you want so that's some great advice Well, Famo, it was great having you here. It was a pleasure program. being here. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. That ends our talk today with Fabiano Montesano better known as the rap artist Famo. Famo continues to be active and has recently received several awards, including the Merit Award for Excellence in Business and Music Performance at the Richmond International Film Festival for his show performance. Also at the World Film Carnival and Global Music Award for the musical soundtrack for the title, What I've Been Through. For further details about Famo's activities or to check out some of his latest music, look to our show notes. This is Angeline Fisher signing off for English Breakfast, wishing you the very best wherever you may be. Until the next time. <laughs>